Hello and welcome, dear listener, to the Pangea Wire with your host, Klisman Marathi. This is the second podcast of our newest project, the World Cup World Affairs Playoffs, where we connect the beautiful game to world affairs issues that matter to you, covering topics related to politics, business, economics, trade, technology, terrorism and security, and many more. The second match of the final 16 was Uruguay versus Portugal, so let's dive straight in. The Portuguese first arrived in Uruguay during the time of the Spanish colonial period from the late 15th century to the early 19th century. For some years, the present territory of Uruguay was part of the Portuguese Empire under the denomination of the Cisplant province. They came as members of the military, conquistadors, clergy and sailors. After this period, there were a couple of more waves of Portuguese immigration, with the latest one during the 1930s till 1965. Currently, the populations of these countries are Portugal with 10.3 million inhabitants and Uruguay at 3.5 million people, according to the latest figures. In modern times, both countries are members of the United Nations and of the Organization of Ibero-American States, with the latter's purpose to promote intergovernmental cooperation amongst its member nations which will aid the planning and development of regional projects in education, science, technology and the arts. Furthermore, both nations until 2012 were members of the Latin Union, but due to financial problems, the organization was shut down. Its aim was to protect, project and promote the common cultural heritage of Latin peoples and unifying identities of the Latin and Latin-influenced world. Trade and Economics Portugal is becoming a significant trading partner for Uruguay. So much so that in 2009 a double taxation agreement was signed. This agreement, which closely follows the OECD model convention, is an important tool to be considered by both individuals and companies moving forward with their international tax planning strategies. Moreover, it is also important to note how trade relations between Uruguay and the EU are developing as Portugal, being a member of the EU, conducts trade operations through this institution with the rest of the world. The relations between the EU and Uruguay are governed by the Framework Cooperation Agreement, concluded in 1992. Since then, the bilateral relations have intensified, including in economic terms. The EU is the biggest source of investment in Uruguay. The follow-up of this agreement entails regular meetings of the EU-Uruguay Joint Commission, including on trade matters, This commission meets normally every two years, most recently in March 2017. The EU and Uruguay in depth. As it stands, the EU is currently Uruguay's third trading partner, after China and Brazil, capturing 15% of its total trade. EU-Uruguay total bilateral trade amounted to 3.06 billion euro in 2017. EU exports to Uruguay are dominated by manufactured products, such as chemicals at 30%, machinery and mechanical appliances at 21%, foodstuffs, beverages and tobacco at 8%, transport equipment at 6%, plastics at 3%, optical and photography instruments at 3%, and textiles at 2%. EU imports from Uruguay are dominated by crude materials and agricultural products, like pulp of wood, paper and paperboard at 43%, animal products at 25%, vegetable products at 8%, raw hides and skin at 5%, wood also at 5%, textiles at 4%, and foodstuffs, beverages, and tobacco at 3%. 
health and cannabis. According to the latest figures, Uruguay dedicates 8.6% of their GDP on healthcare services, with Portugal's figures standing at 9.5%. Interestingly enough, Uruguay until recently was the only country to have legalized recreational cannabis in December 2013. Canada followed suit earlier this year. Portugal's stance on cannabis is not as progressive. However, they have taken important steps in the justice system in regards to the plant. In 2001, Portugal famously overhauled its drugs policy to allow for a system based on treatment rather than punitive penalties, making possession of personal quantities or drugs, including cannabis, a non-criminal offence. Since then, Portuguese society has experienced major benefits, including a drop in hard drug use. Well, as we saw, it was a very tough game today for Portugal and Uruguay. However, unfortunately, Portugal did lose out on this one, leading Uruguay to progress to the next stages. We say bye to Portugal and wish them the very best of luck in the next World Cup in Qatar. However, for Uruguay, I hope you'll stay tuned and tune into our next podcast when Uruguay play to learn about the trade, business, economics and more of the relations between Uruguay and the next country they face. This article is part of a series in the Pangea Wire World Cup World Affairs Playoffs, where we take a dive into the politics, business, economics and trade relations between the final 16 teams in the World Cup. Our podcasts are available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, if you'd like to read our analysis, you can do so on our LinkedIn page and also our website. To learn more about how Pangea Wire can help you and your business, head over to our website at www.pangeawire.com or email us at info at Thank you for listening and have a great day.